So, I must say, it's, it's nice to have Mia here. Mia is one of my, my learners at school. Um, so, Mia, welcome. <laughs> so, uh, other, than, other than obviously my wife and kids, she gets to see me a lot as long as we've got a, a period every day school, at school. So, I'm going to ask her on Tuesday because tomorrow is school holiday that uh, whatever I say uh, is it part of what I, I live out, okay? So, I'm hoping you're making notes. <laughs> Okay, you, you don't have to add the tears in that part. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think that... You don't have to... Yeah. So... Here we go. So the reason why I am quite emotional, and I asked the Lord, like, I don't want to cry about this because I don't want it to come across like I'm an emotional being. But I do have emotions, and He's given me those emotions. So... I was hoping that it wouldn't happen, but yeah, it is okay. So, <laughs> and it was, it was, it has started a while ago where my heart is weeping over the church of today. And that is all of us that's in this church today. We are the church. And my heart is weeping. Why? Because are we, and the question is, are we different to the world today? Because we have been called to be different. But in my heart, I feel like there's so much similar similarities to what the world believes in today. And how do we get to the place of, I want nothing else, Lord, but you. And I think once that can sink into our hearts, we will look different. Because the world is looking for the next promotion. The world is looking for that one and only husband or wife and kids and all the things that can so easily entangle us into them, into the world. But if we can honestly say, Lord, the only thing I want is to hear those words. Come in, my good and faithful servant. I know you. If that can sink into our hearts, nothing else will matter. But I think we've lost something of that. And blame it on what it is, COVID. Blame it on the, the amount of time you spend with non-believers. Blame it on those things, whatever. But I'm feeling to stir us back to this. Our first love. Our first love. And I do have loves in my life. My wife, my kids, I love them. I adore them. They're amazing. But God has asked me, and I know He's asking you, is He enough, even for them? And it's difficult because I spend every day with them, you know, and they, they're beautiful and they're amazing. But they're not going to suffice if it's over and above God. You know? Okay, so I've got a bit of a story here. And, I, and I'm going to use um, Kulisi. Sia Kulisi, he's the captain of the Springbok rugby, rugby team, if I'm not mistaken. <laughs> <laughs> he still is, eh? <laughs> yeah, that is my joke. Just joking. <laughs> I'm just joking, you guys. <laughs> 
Okay. <laughs> but the, the thing is, if Siakulisi, with no injury, was sitting on the bench in a match against New Zealand, for an example, World Cup final, or whatever, this is the moment. This is the moment. And we're all watching the game. Because some of us watch the championship, but some of us watch the World Cup. Or most of us watch the World Cup. It's the World Cup, so everyone's involved. But now Siakulisi is on the bench and we trailing. First 10 minutes goes by, 20 minutes, half time, we're trailing. What are you shouting to your TV screen? Bring on Sia. Bring on Kulisi. What is wrong with the coach? We know that he's going to come in, he's going to change the game, we're going to win or whatever. Well, that's our hope. And I feel like that's the Holy Spirit for us in our lives. And guess who's playing instead of the Holy Spirit? It's the sin in our lives. Holding us back from being the church that God has called us to be. And I'm like, how does this relate even? I don't know. I'm going to ask you just to close your eyes. Just close your eyes in this moment. Ask Holy Spirit now to come in. And he's going to say which position he wants to play. Because he's supposed to be the captain. He's supposed to be the captain. So he gets to choose. But you need to be willing. You need to be open to say, I will. Okay. You can open your eyes again. And I'm hoping that there was something that... God has highlighted to you. It's in your life. It might be hindering. And if not, that's okay. We're going to go on. Okay. So, it's a choice. It's a choice. And one of the things that I've found or picked up for us, and it might not be for everyone, but bear with me. Okay. One of the things is social media. Social media has crept in, has stolen your time from spending time with the Lord. Meaning that social media gets more time than God. That's a problem. And it's not so much to say it's a sin issue. But you cannot then blame yourself for falling into sin because you haven't had time with the Lord. Simply that. You need to go back and check social media. I'm going to bring in alcohol. Alcohol, and I've got a testimony of alcohol. And if you want to, you can share that. I mean, you can come and hear it afterwards with me. I don't drink alcohol, and I'm not saying that's what you need to do. The reason for me is because I don't want to be tempted into doing something else once I have had alcohol. It's been more than eight years. Okay. But one of the questions that was asked to me once is that if I was sitting at a restaurant and I'm loud, you know, some of us are louder than others and I'm talking like this and I've just, got, I've just had my first sip of my beer that's on my table and Mia, my learner, walks in to that same restaurant and she says, 
oh, look at Mr. Smart, he, he must be drunk because of what is on his table and the way he's speaking to his wife. Now, it might sound silly, but I could have caused me then to stumble. And we know that the scripture says that if I cause anyone to stumble, it's better for me to tie a millstone around my neck and throw myself into the ocean than drown there. Because God loves me. Sorry, me if I'm using you. But you know what I mean. So he doesn't want her to sin because of me. And I can't cause her to sin. So what in your life is causing someone else to sin even? It might not be a sin for you. But could it lead to someone in God's house to sin? I do enjoy play, um, watching soccer, playing soccer. It was an idol in my life. It has calmed down a bit. <laughs> Simply because we don't have DST anymore. <laughs> so I can't check the channel. But every now and then I do watch a game of soccer and it's nice, it's fun, it's with the boys. Sometimes, <laughs> you know, my dad-in-law and it's lacquer. But if someone were to phone me, during that match, can I say, game over, I'm coming. Or game over, let's pray. And if I can't, I know there's an issue. And it might cause someone else to stumble. Am I too busy? Am I too busy for God? TV, series, movies, and I know some of us will say, Sherman, that's the way I calm down. Find another way to calm down. I'll say it. Find another way. You know why? Because that TV takes your time away from God again. You know, we get so entangled with the things of this world, the series, the this one after that one after that one after that one. The next thing you know, it's been three weeks of watching series and no time with God. Why am I such a sinner? Because you're not spending time with the Savior. And I'm not saying this is all of us. Please hear my heart. It's okay to watch TV. It is. It's okay to watch your series. If it's above God, let's change that. We have to be eternally minded. We've heard, we've seen the scriptures. I'm reminding us do not fix your eyes on things that are of this world. Fix your eyes on eternity. We don't know if Jesus is coming back today, tomorrow. And imagine you found watching series, man. It's going to be like, I didn't know you. I didn't know you, so you can't. <laughs> So the title of my message <laughs> is throw off, throw off and put on. Hebrews 12 says, therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great crowd of witnesses, let us throw off. 
And that throwing off to me is not like a take off, like, oh man, this sin is a little bit. It's throw off everything that hinders. And the sin that so easily entangles us and let us run with perseverance, the race marked out for us. Let us run. I got this picture of like just taking off jackets, taking it off. And layer by layer, you can't, if you're wearing 10 jackets, you can't sometimes, I don't know if you've tried it, but you can't take 10 off at the same time. It's got to be one at a time. You know? One at a time. Don't rush God's hand. But be obedient to when he says one jacket. One jacket. And then run towards him. And you might have a boring life after all that. But I'd rather have a boring life here and enter into God's presence than have a fun-filled life here and not end up with him. If we have been called, then we need to walk in it. We have everything given to us. Everything for life and godliness. So take off those things, the sin that so easily entangles us. Run. And as you're running, put on. Put on godliness, holiness. We can sing those songs with confidence. I raise up holy hands. But if you were watching pornography last night and haven't repented of it, how are you going to raise up those holy hands? If you went out last night, you were drunk. This morning you woke up, raise up holy hands. What holy hands? This is not to condemn you because God's word doesn't condemn, he convicts. So you hear what I'm saying? And I know every day is a struggle. I struggle with it as well, waking up to go to work. Not to see Mia, but Mia's nice. (laughs) That was in my notes. (laughs) Okay? Having energy for the kids. Some of you know I've got three kids, and they're all under the age of six and under, and I've got to have energy for them. And yet I still need to pursue my wife. I need to live above reproach. I need to love others. So everything seems like it can be an effort. But again, if you've been called to it, then is it actually an effort? Is what Jesus done on the cross for you? How much of an effort was that? And we can't even return a little bit of that to him. At least we can try. Let us not ignore the scriptures. Cannot pick and choose. Cannot pick and choose. If we're singing again, the God who was and is and is to come, it's the same God. So how can we now tolerate something that wasn't tolerated then? We are supposed to look different. Romans 12 says that. We do not conform to the pattern of this world, 
but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So you've got to renew your mind. Find out what is good and pleasing to the Lord. We should ask ourselves these questions. Are we being renewed? John brought that word of completely clean slate, no topics. It's renewed. Now, I believe the church, us, this is a hospital for the sick. So when people come in here, they must be sick. We, yeah, we must be sick. When I say sick, I mean imperfect. We must struggle with things in here. But we cannot just leave it here. Because what happens when you're done with the hospital, you go out there, you say, look, I've been healed, my arm fixed. My heart wasn't beating the way it's supposed to. Now it's now. It's been healed, restored. So, again, don't get me wrong. You must be imperfect until Jesus returns. That's when we'll be perfect. It's not okay to stay there. We need to find His presence so that one day we can hear those words. I think that's the the best scripture for me. Best. But I love them all. (laughs) There's the best. Is that one day we get to stand before him? Come, my good and faithful servant. So that love for. He must be adjusting our thoughts, our lives, our conduct. Again, when you say yes to the Lord, I surrender my life. You are holy. He is the holy one. But. Our behavior is still being made holy. And we've got a part to play in that. We do. So sometimes it will be, for me, no more alcohol, so that my behavior is more like Christ's. For you it might be something else. So that your behavior can be that of holiness. So are we allowing the world to then dictate that behavior? And just of late, and I said at the beginning, that the church needs to stand out. You know, there's a saying that goes that uh, you were born to stand out. You were created to stand out from this world. And the other day we had a conversation and I heard that some of the churches, even around here, churches meaning people within the community, is allowing, tolerating and feeling the thing about same-sex marriages. Are we allowing that to dictate that it's okay? Because don't get me wrong, I said it. You come in here. This is the church. It's the hospital for the sick. But are we allowing that and saying that's okay? 
to continue in that way. And using the Romans 1 scripture to define or just removing the Romans 1 scripture. And I believe that Jesus, we read in the scripture, he sat with the sinners. So Sherman, how can you say that we cannot allow that? Jesus sat with the sinners, but it was to change them. Not be changed by them. So if it comes in, are we allowing that to dictate and change us? Or are we allowing God to go from this place into the world? I've got some scriptures here, so if you want to chat to me specifically about that, we can. We need to tolerate or not tolerate sin for what it is. We need to look at sin for what it is. It's the thing that causes separation between you and the Lord, which in turn would mean that He will say to you, I don't know you. I don't know you. Because if we know Him, we'll obey Him. And again, we cannot choose scriptures as we want. Oh, this one will work for me for today. No. We said it. You sang it. We sang it. I sang it. The God that was, is, and is to come. He's the author of the Bible. So the question is, Another question, Yichu. What will he find when he returns? What will he find? And I know even our scriptures helps us. In Galatians 5.17 For the flesh desires what is contrary to the spirit. And the spirit what is contrary to the sinful nature. They are in conflict with each other. So that you, not do, so that you do, not, do not do what you want. So, this part here. It's the flesh, spirit, they're fighting. I gotta choose. I gotta choose. And when I choose flesh, it means nothing to God. We cannot please God in the flesh. Nothing. Not our thoughts, not our actions, not our words. Nothing. This is where I need to go. And it's opposite to that. So what are you choosing? So many things that I wanted to touch on but I think I've, I've touched on something okay so Ephesians 5 follow God's example therefore as dearly loved children to walk in the way of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up so give yourself up give that flesh up 
It's a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. But among you, there must not be even a hint of sexual immorality or of any kind of impurity or of greed because these are improper for God's holy people. You have been called by God to be a holy person. There should not be any foolish talk at Thanksgiving. But Thanksgiving. For of this you can be sure, no immoral or impure or greedy person such as a person is an idolater. Such a person is an idolater. As any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God, let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of such things, God, God's wrath comes on those who are disobedient. Therefore do not be partners with them. Church, do not be partners with the world. Do not be partners with the world, the world's thinking, the world's actions. And you will suffer if you choose not to be part of the world. But it was for God's sake, then let's suffer. And let's suffer well. Let's suffer well. For you were once darkness, but now you are in the light, in the Lord. Live as children of the light. Goodness, righteousness, and truth. And find out what pleases God. Each one of us needs to find out what pleases God. Have nothing to do with the fruitless deeds of darkness, but rather expose them. It is shameful even to mention what the disobedient do in secret. And sometimes shameful to know what the church does in secret. But everything exposed by the light becomes visible. It will come out. Guys, whatever you're doing, whatever I'm doing, not only my wife will see it, not only me, you guys, but everyone I don't even know. After the analogy that Andrew often uses, my video of my life will be shown. There's times that I think a bad thought will be shown to everyone to see, for everyone to see. So will your video be played. What are you doing in the dark? That is why it is said, wake up, sleeper, rise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Be very careful then how you live, not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. I'm here to remind us, me included, that the days are evil. There will be people talking about you behind your back. It's evil. There will be people trying to get you out of your job. There will be kids speaking bad things to your kids if you walk in the, in the light of the Lord. Because darkness wants to come in. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. You can drink wine. Do not get drunk on wine, but be filled with the Spirit. 
because of this. No. Okay. But instead, be filled with the Spirit. I want to just end there. Think about what was said earlier. We need to humble ourselves in order to know that yes, we are sinners, but the difference is between us and the world is that we are aware that we need a Savior. We've got a Savior. He's on our side, but we need to come humbly before Him. And the word humility, let me close with this, is having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's importance. I say it again, having or showing a modest or low estimate of one's importance. The idols, the things that we so put up there before the Lord. Let us choose today to humble ourselves and say, Lord, I'm sorry for putting that before you. So that we can throw off these things and run to the Father. But it's going to take a humbling from your side, from my side. May I pray for us? Lord, we know that you've said a lot of things today. And we are fully aware of your presence right now, Lord. And Father, I believe that you have highlighted some things in each and every one of our lives that might be hindering us from growing with you. Maybe it's the sin that so easily entangles us, Lord. But today, Father, I want to pray for all of us, me included, Lord, that we will humble ourselves before the King of kings and the Lord of lords to run this race with perseverance, Lord. And we're going to lay it down, Lord. We're going to lay everything down before you. We have tasted and we have seen that you are good, Lord. But there's more. There's more, Lord. So maybe if you feel there's something that you just want to lay before the Lord, maybe you can stand with me. Stand with me. I'm going to pray. And I want you to also pray. Because it's between you and the Lord. And it's a humbling experience to stand. But rather be humble now than to be humbled. Lord, This is your church, Lord. This is your church, Lord. We stand before you in humility, Lord. We're calling these things out, saying, Lord, the series that we watch, Lord, we lay it down. The alcohol, God, we lay it down. The pornography, God, we lay it down. Our thoughts towards our Colleagues, our friends, our families, we lay it down, Lord. Forgive us, Lord. Forgive us, Lord.
We sorry, Lord. We are sorry, Lord. We are sorry. Lord, if there's anything that we've laid before you, we want to lay it down completely, not pick it up again, Lord. We lay it down, we throw it off, God. We throw it off. And if it means our lives are boring because we're not the, the party animal or the whatever, Lord, then let it be. We'd rather be boring for you, God. Full of your spirit. Come and fill now, Lord. Come and fill us, Lord. In these places of dry bones. Awake, awake, O oh sleeper. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Come, Lord. Fill us, Lord. Where those empty places are, God. They are empty now. We need you, Lord. We need you, Jesus.